Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And this is the Military Cashflow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dan Wynn. Mike Glassby. Today, we're going to hit on five must-reads for the real estate investor. So how we're going to do this is uh, we both picked uh, five top reads for ourselves, and we had three that were in common. So what we're going to do is go over those three, and then we're going to each choose one that we really think is very important, and we'll touch on that uh, that read as well. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and start. Number one is the purple and gold book, the very famous purple and gold book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So Mike, you want to start with that one? Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, This book has been given credit to by many, many real estate investors, many real estate investors. And I remember when I actually first read it, as many people do, um, it was just way before I was mentally ready to receive the book, right? I read it in high school because somebody had told me, you should read this book. It didn't, it didn't even uh, relate to me at the time. And then later on in life, I read it again. I actually thought it was a really bad book, to be honest, when I first read it. I was like, this really? Sense. Yeah. And so when I read it a little bit older, at 20-something, I really started to realize what they were trying to teach you was that, the, you know, you have two different schools of thought. You can go the poor dad route and go through this education uh, stream and, and funnel where, yeah, you're highly educated, but you're still not making a lot of money. You have not created a better lifestyle. Or you could take the rich dad approach and you can actually look at life as a business and, and create the lifestyle that you want. You know, assets versus liabilities, the power of real estate. All of that became clear through that book. Yeah, big time. Uh, the the For me, that book, so I, I read it in... Um... I read it after I had dropped out of college. <laughs> I dropped out of college for a couple of years and someone handed, someone slid me over that book while I was uh, working at uh, Auto Trader. I used to type up the, the words on the magazine. So um, in reading the book, it just completely flipped a switch and, and turned the way I thought about, about really just money. So um, to me, it, the book pretty much touched on two big things. His, his rich dad or his poor dad, excuse me, was a very, very traditional thinker, just like everyone else. I think most people in the world have the, have the same idea of what success is. And that usually involves going to school, making good grades, being a straight A student, and then going to college, doing the same thing, and then going to work for a corporation. Well, he challenges all of this by saying, hey, you don't need to do all that. You should be looking for the experiences. Find out what you want to do. Look for the experiences. Um, so one of the examples he gave was instead of, uh, I think he dropped out of college and he understood that the, he understood the importance of sales. So he went and worked for Xerox, I believe, was wow. the company. And um, he learned how to sell those ex- that experiences of, of being a salesman and what that would do for building his business. And uh, he took that and obviously he used that and he started making his, he started, uh, created his first business. I want to say it was like a wallet business, I believe. Um, And he he did, he was an entrepreneur at a very, very early age. And he took those lumps. He went the non-traditional route and he talks a lot about uh, doing that, going kind of against what the tradition is and, uh, and the benefits of that. And then also um, the benefits of cash flow, understanding the, the quadrant, the, um, 
what is it called? Cash flow quadrant. Yeah. So he he has the um, the um, E E for employee in one quadrant, then the uh, S yeah S for self-employed in the other quadrant quadrant, and then B for business in one quadrant, and then um, yeah I for an investor in the other quadrant in the, in the last quadrant. And um, I mean, you want to touch on any of those? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for the E for the employee, that's 90% of the population. That's um, the people who wake up and they go to work from nine to five. The S is the self-employed where they, where they call themselves entrepreneurs and they created a business, but they're actually working in their business. So these are the small mom and pop shops where the owner is behind the counter, if you will. Keyword, they, they have not created a system to take themselves out of the business in that quadrant. And so that is all on the left side. And so the left side is essentially the working side, if you will. Now on the right side, that B stands for business or big business, where you actually have enough employees where you can step out of the picture and money is still working. And a lot of people really strive for that section. A lot of people want to be on the right side, but the I is like the, the pinnacle of it all, the investor, right? It's where you're literally just putting your money to work and it's continuing to work for you. And so that, that, that quadrant was is essentially a diagram, a process of whatever you may wanna call it, of where you can literally set goals and milestones to move from E to I you know, over your lifetime. Big time, big time. So let's kind of transition on what it did. So we talked about what the book is, right? Kind of the importance of the book. What did that book do for you? And then we'll kind of go on that, like what the book did for us, and uh, then we'll go on to the next book from there. Yeah. And so that book for me, when it, it shifted my mindset to that I can treat my life like a business and it empowered me to realize that I didn't need a job. I mean, growing up, I always thought, what am I going to do when I joined the military? I was like, I'm going to do it for 20 years. That way I can get the pension, you know, this, that, and the third. But I realized I didn't need that. I can create the lifestyle I want doing something else. And I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad employee because I always have a grand idea and I want to do things my way. Well, as an entrepreneur, I can do that, you know, so it kind of gave, it empowered me to, to, to dig into it a lot deeper. The book for me, I read this in college, like, again, as I was, um, right when I dropped out, I dropped out for a couple of years, tried the nine to five thing. And it wasn't, it wasn't going very, very well. Just like you said, I'm not a great employee because I have a lot of ideas and waste efficiencies and things. And there's a lot of bureaucrat, uh, bureaucracy that kind of prevents those changes from happening, uh, very fast. So um, very, very similar story. You know, I joined the military, um, after reading that book with the intent, Hey, you know, I'm going to stay in the military. Um, and, and I, cause I, I like what I'm doing. I have no, no issues. I, I like serving my country and I like, I really like working with soldiers. That's the big thing. Um, but I figured, Hey, I can do this. Um, while I'm in the, the E, the employee quadrant, even though I'm in the military, I'm still in the E quadrant. Right. But I can still be buying in the B and the I quadrant. I can be building myself kind of like taking a lesson from Robert Kiyosaki. Again, he joined the military for those, for those same exact skills. Like, so I'm in the military for the experiences, for the skill set that I, that, that I gained from this, the leadership skills. I get to, you know, be in charge of anywhere between 25 and 40 dudes at any given time. That's a small company. You know, that's a, that's a, a multi-million dollar company pretty much if you have that many employees. So I get to do that and I get to get these reps and I get to uh, build on these leadership qualities and leadership skills. 
um, and my management skills and my, my delegation skills and things. So um, I'm in the military learning those skill sets. Um, yes, yes, I'm, I'm serving the country, but I'm also gaining skill sets that, um, that are, are going to help me when I are going to help my business that I'm, I've already created a business now, but um, are going to help my business basically. And um, that's what the book did for me. It kind of took me out of the mindset of like, hey, I need to work somewhere and I need to stay there. Um, and put me into the mindset, hey, I need to work somewhere so I can gain an experience from it. And then I can put it into getting myself over to the, the B and the I, I quadrant. I think we've both done that. We've both done the same exact thing. So that's what it did for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Book number two is Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Uh, that, that book is uh, Think and Grow Rich is by Napoleon Hill. Um, it's an excellent book. I think if you look up top five best books, literally just period, Think and Grow Rich is usually amongst those top five, just because it's a very, very well-written book. And it was written, what, in like the early, early 1900s, like very, very early, very, very early 1900s. And, and all the principles and, um, and things taught in that book are still applicable, uh, today. So in, in the book, um, in the book, he talks a lot about, um, essentially your mindset and what you need to do to prepare yourself to, uh, to be successful in, in the business world. Right. Um, he talks about, um, he talks about the power of like auto suggestion, the power of, um, mastermind groups, the power of, um, he, he just, he just literally breaks everything down, um, into, into its own, uh, piece and explains why it's, why it's important and why, um, it's going to help you uh, become uh, more successful, a more successful person at whatever field that you're trying to trying to get in. I think it's just an all encompassing book. Do you have anything to say about it? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Tony Robbins says, you know, success leaves clues. And uh, when all of the wealthiest people in the world accredit the same book to some of their early financial success, Think and Grow Rich, there's obviously a reason. That book, just like Dan was saying, I mean, you, you're going to, you're going to touch on all these topics of of small things like sex mutation, like how you know sexual tension can actually be a positive in your business or a negative. And all these different things that you have to realize is they all relate to your finances in some way, shape or fashion. And once you can truly grasp that every aspect of your life correlates with your financial well-being, now you can truly take control of it and it gives you a sense of empowerment like no other. And it's a really strong, really, really powerful book. What are the were one of the key takeaways that you took from it? Uh, was was a kind of, essentially that? I mean, one of the uh, the the chapters that kind of stuck out the most was kind of like desire. So you know how the the law of attraction was made very popular, um, but people misconstrue that or they they get that kind of uh, twisted. They think, hey, if I think a million, I will be a million. And it's a little bit more than that, right? Because you can't just think, uh, you can't walk into walk into your job and be like, I think I'm the CEO, so I'm going to tell you what to do. It doesn't work like that, right? But in that book, it kind of uh, really hones in to the specific, uh, I guess, nuances of when you think, when you desire it strong enough, when you truly want it so bad in your bones that you're willing to wake up at 4 a.m., you're willing to stay, you know, get three hours of sleep, you're willing to work three jobs, you're willing to study on the side. When the desire is strong enough, things actually become reality. And the way it kind of breaks down that chapter of desire, it was like, all right, all right, 
it's time for me to, to actually grow rich instead of just thinking, right? I think, I think in that specific chapter, chapter uh, he talked about, I don't remember what the man's name is, but he wanted to work for, I want to say Dale Carnegie, I think. He wanted to work, oh man, I think it was Thomas Edison. It was somebody. Yeah, was, that, that's, that's what it was. He wanted to work with Thomas Edison, yep. And, and that guy in that chapter, he, uh, he wanted to work so bad that he was willing to go and work for free. Gary V says that all the time, right? He says, hey man, put all that crap to the side and you should be willing to work for free to follow somebody that you, that you want to you know, mimic or that you want to follow in their footsteps. This guy went there and worked for free. He went out and he sold telephones for him. And he became one of the top salesmen in the area just so he could get a chance to partner with, you know, with Edison. And long story short, he worked his way up to be a partner and he became a very, very wealthy, all by starting by working for free and proving himself because he wanted it so bad. And that's the type of desire it just gets my blood pumping just thinking about that. There you go, man. There you go. So um, that 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 was a that was a great chapter to me too. And then uh, as far as as far as uh, me, the two big key takeaways for me. One chapter was the the chapter about masterminding, and I think that chapter is just phenomenal. It basically talks about you know getting with like minded individuals, getting around like minded individuals. And that's why you know I talk to Mike all the time because he's very very inspirational. You guys see the energy and the you know and the and the uh, the fire in his eyes. You know, so uh, getting around people that that want to be where you're where you want to be at, but not just want to, that are taking action, that are actually doing it. Um, that that's the key difference because there's everybody if you ask everybody hey do you want to be a millionaire every single person is going to say yes but there are only a few people that are willing to take the actions that that will will eventually make them a millionaire or decamillionaire or whatever success is um, maybe not even in terms of monetary but like any any level of success getting around those type of people um, consistently talking to those people, uh, keeping each other accountable, setting goals. Me and Mike talk every single Sunday, um, and we're, we're, we're trying to build, uh, build something together. And um, we push each other, you know, pushing each other and, you know, keep me accountable. And that, I mean, that's pretty much what it's about because the power of the mastermind will, will take you much, much, much further than you could ever go by yourself. Um, so that's one. Then number two is the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and to me, it kind of goes along with desire a little bit, but, um, the, the subconscious mind, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it in, in one of the other books as well, but, um, being able to, uh, you can't see opportunity unless you, you're willing, you can't, uh, how's that quote go? Like, um, if you're looking for opportunity, you'll see opportunity. I guess that's kind of what it is. So if, if in your subconscious, if you're always thinking, if you're always, uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, not just become more successful or um, to, to, I guess, get better at whatever field you want to get at, then you'll typically see opportunity in that space. Um, one, one quick um, example is when you, once you buy a yellow beetle, right? If you own a yellow beetle, you'll start seeing them everywhere on the road, right? Like you, you've always seen them, but you just never subconsciously have picked up on them. So we got the next book after that is uh the miracle morning by hal elrod you want to speak to that mike this book here is powerful so powerful in fact that it is a required read for any person that we bring on to our real estate team whether they're an agent um a full-time admin even if it's an intern we require everybody to read it so what it is how elrod um his story is very powerful 
he was in a situation where he was in a really bad accident where he believed that, you know, one, he was surprised that he lived. But even uh, after they said, yes, you may live, the quality of life is going to be really bad. And he was like, no, I refuse. I refuse to be a victim. And he went through this uh, process where he said, all right, let me research what some of the top individuals, top CEOs, top executives, whatever, what, what are their habits? What is it that they actually do? What he found over time was some people do meditation. They accredit their, their things to meditation. They accredit it to exercise. They accredit it to journaling, you name it. But what he realized is that across the spectrum, there are six things that everybody does, but he never seen anybody do all six of them. So he was like, all right, I'm going to do all six of them and I'm going to do that every morning. What he found was that these are just the same habits that the, all these top successful people do, but he combined them all together and he did it every morning. And, and what it does for you is it just truly focuses your entire intention for the day and your, your level of productivity just skyrockets at it. So to kind of cover what those are, he gave it a beautiful little acronym. I guess there's six of them, not five. A beautiful acronym um, called SAVERS. Because for him, it was his life SAVERS, right? And so the first one is silence. Silence can be meditation. It could be praying. What it essentially is, your time and complete quiet where you're self-reflecting. That's the purpose of it. The next one is affirmation. He actually goes through a beautiful way to create a true affirmation. So affirmation, a lot of people will walk around and says, I am powerful. I am rich. The way that he does it is a lot of times you could say that, but it doesn't really cement it in. So he has a way of saying, hey, I am committed to through actions of. And when you say like that, you, you essentially create a game plan, but it's in your affirmation. Very powerful. Next one is vision. Uh, just like a visionary board or whatever else, but it's your time to reflect and truly feel, taste, and sense that level of success, whatever it is in your life. The next one is exercise. Now, exercise does not have to be the full-blown gym. The intent of it is to get your blood pumping in the morning and get, get the, those vitals going, right? So you can do something quick, like a quick yoga session, and then if you want to go to the gym later, you can do that. The next one is reading, because the average CEO reads 60 books a year. So he reads, and it, it's, not, it's not a fiction um, book. It's some sort of self-development, self-improvement book. And the last one is scribing. It was just his way of saying writing, right? Because he wanted to make it sound good with savers. But writing, journaling. Again, a self-reflection where you can actually write out your feelings, your emotions, and your intent for your goals and everything else. Yeah, big time. I think that, that book is extremely powerful. Um, just the actions of doing all of those things in a one hour block. So usually, so the way he kind of uh, recommends doing it is in a one hour block, each one, 10 minutes. So you have 10 minutes, each one that makes up your miracle thing calls a miracle hour, right? Yes. Yeah. So that makes up your miracle hour. And um, by doing that, you're consistently, um, you're, you're literally doing everything that every, every successful person does in one hour. So if he, the way he describes it is if you can't take, if you can't find one hour, to, to work on yourself or to, uh, to make yourself better. Everything else you're doing throughout the day is kind of, you know, you're just kind of floating through life basically. And um, what uh, the key takeaway for, for me in that book and, and what, it, what it did for me, well, one, the key takeaway is uh, for me, I, I like my favorite ones out of all of those are uh, affirmation and visualization. And I typically do, well, silence, affirmation, visualization. And I know that you're, you're, you're kind of, 
the way he kind of recommends doing it is kind of splitting it up, right? But I kind of do all three of those at the same time. And um, it, 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 to me, it's really, really powerful, especially the visual visualization piece. I think we we're just talking about this last uh, last week. I, I just started adding a new piece to my visualization affirmation. Um, I start saying, hey, I own a 50 unit apartment complex. And then I like kind of close my eyes and really, really think and feel and put myself in the space that put put myself in um, how that feels and, and the type of cash flow that I'm bringing in, what it's doing for my family. I picture my family outside of the building, you know, we're taking pictures and we're, we're, we're doing things like that. And, and that really has, uh, has not just lightened my mood, but have, has made me feel a lot better throughout the day. Um, cause I was kind of in a funk a little bit and that, that really, really help, uh, helps out. And, um, and it keeps me thinking about, um, about, you know, my, my goal, my immediate goal, my one-year goal, pretty much. So, um, I think it's, it's really, really good. So yeah. how about you, Mike? My, I mean, my takeaways were essentially it's, it's a blueprint now. Um, I, I found, you know, I know you've experienced this too. When, when you start to really expand time management becomes a huge hurdle, huge hurdle. And so typically when you have blueprints, checklists or systems, things kind of go a little bit smoother. Well, what uh, Miracle Morning did for me is it gave me a blueprint for the, my entire day, essentially, because by setting aside that morning block, it gets me in the right mindset. It rechannels my focus. And so the day is very deliberate, which is super powerful. And sometimes, I mean, things happen, right? So you don't get the full hour in. But I mean, even if I just took a minute or five minutes from each one, it still kind of like kickstarts that gear. And now my body knows, okay, it's game time. And what we found is like, well, again, it's a required read for everybody on our team. I can, any of us, at least between, between the three, um, the leaders of the real estate team, we can walk in and we can see, okay, they have not been doing their miracle morning. You see, it's that powerful that you can tell when somebody's off. And we'll just go and talk to them, like, have you done your miracle morning? Well, no. Boom. Easy. It's easy to tell, right? So it's, it's just something that's so powerful that it, it truly does um, change the entire dynamic of your day just the energy that you that you produce big time i definitely agree with that especially with the, the deliberate piece I and mean, because you, you hit it on the head like deliberate and consistent action right that this helps you uh achieve and take that so uh big time so next book so we got um rich dad poor dad thinking grow rich and then we hit the miracle morning so these last two books um so the first three books we we both decided on we both had them on our top five the last one uh, we decided to choose one um, of the different books that that uh, was important to us. And my book was The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. And I think this book is extremely powerful and extremely important for um, any, any real estate entrepreneur, just any entrepreneur in general, because just like we talked about in the last book, a deliberate and consistent action in time management, this book helps you do that. So this book... Um, talks about systems now essentially to me what this book summed up uh summed up in one word is systems the importance of systems how to create systems and how to maximize systems and use system systems to um to uh, maximize your time right um so in the in the book what he talks about is um creating basically using different apps using different um using different um, websites and of course like systems to help to help you um, f 
further along your business. So for example, so some of the systems that I use now and I have a virtual assistant, I have a couple of virtual assistants and in order to like take away my time. So I, so I'm not, so I'm not spending so much time editing videos or, or uh, posting stuff to social media. Well, you, you basically, I created the system. I did it myself for a while. And then I made a, a video format, basically a screenshot of exactly how I do all these things. And, um, and I put it into a folder. And then for my virtual assistants, I say, hey, look, you know, go watch this video. It teaches you how to do every single thing you need to know um, from, the, the, from the system that I built up. And basically, you're going to take it from there and, and, and just execute. Um, I created the system, delegated it out to someone else. And now I get those three hours of my life back and I can dedicate that time to something that, uh, that helps me, that, that I'm good at, basically, that I'm, that I'm better at. If you can make the system and you can put someone in place, even if they're 85% as good as, as you are um, in that thing, it's still going to be better for you because, um, because you get that time and you get to take, you know, you get to take and put that time towards something that you're better at. So um, you can always build that person to, to 90% or 95% to be as 95% as good as you, or even a hundred percent as good as you. Um, but you have to, you have to kind of coach, and and uh coach teach and mentor them to do that i guess um but essentially like i said it's, it's all about systems it's all about maximizing your time and i think it's very very important uh, especially someone uh, for someone like me who you know i have a i have i'm in the military and then i'm also running a business on the side so i don't have that much time to to do a lot of things so i have to systemize pretty much everything there's a system for every single thing that i do and it's documented for the most part and i can easily pass it off and put people in place uh, where I need to, to, to take over that key component of, um, of the business. And I can continue to, uh, focus on what I, what, what I'm actually better at. So, yeah. I will say one thing about that book, me, me and you talk about it all the time that in order to really grow, you have to leverage. And this book is not written like a, like a typical novel. This is almost like a textbook of like, this is how you, this is the websites you go to. These are the things that you do for the VA. So, I mean, it's, it's a great blueprint, again, uh, uh, that you can literally just pick up and follow step-by-step step to create these systems. And real estate is simple, but it's not necessarily easy. You have to put in the legwork. And so for those like you, yourself, you were like, hey, I'm ready to leverage. I'm ready to actually only work four hours out of the week. You have to, you have to first work 80 hours a week to set up the systems, right? But once it's all done, it'll be self-perpetuating. And that book does a really great job of, uh, of helping you really kind of see the bigger picture. Like, okay, I'm going to do a lot of work up front, a hell of a lot of work, but it's going to be worth it because I'll be sipping my tides in Costa Rica, you know, <laughs> while, while I'm working for four hours on the business. Yeah, big time, big time. You, you hit the nail like exactly on the head. He created a he created a system. I mean, he has like an internet business, basically. He created the whole entire system. He put a boatload of work on the front end. And then um, he, he basically delegated it out. He has a bunch of different VAs doing everything for him. So now he spends his time dancing, saucing, and just like you said, drinking Mai Tais on the beach, you know? So yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Tequila. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're fit. What about the fifth book? The fifth book, it's a powerhouse. All right. It's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. So this book, man, was the, uh, this was actually the game changer for me personally. The overall concept of the book is about compounding your habits over time. One of the first paragraphs they talk about, would you rather have $3 million today or a penny that doubles every day for 31 days? 
And many people would say three million. Yeah, I'll take the three million, I don't need the penny. Well, the penny, when it doubles to 31 days, ends up being worth over $10 million. You can do the math if you don't believe me. But the point is, it wasn't until day 30 that it actually became worth more than you know the, the, the $3 million or the whatever it was, right? So it wasn't until day 30 where it became more, and then day 31, it obviously doubled again and to become worth $10 million. The concept is like, hey, these little habits that we do, these little steps that we take, they're going to build up over time. Now, as a real estate investor, everybody's always worried about, oh, well, I, I want, I want to get the, the $10 million apartment complex. That's fine, man. But that's the end goal. That's the compounding effect of it. What's important is we take step one. We first read the book about how to own it, right? We first, we first make a smaller purchase that we can afford, whether it's with partners or whether it's by yourself. And as you begin to build up that experience, you begin to build up that network, that net worth, uh, that resume, essentially, now you can go to the bank and say, hey, I'm ready to oh. Bless you. Sorry about that. No worries. Now you can go to the bank and then you can take down the bigger, the bigger deal, right? So um, it's all about those small steps. And in that book, it breaks down many different scenarios outside of just finances. It talks about losing weight. It talks about getting fit. It talks about your relationship and marriage and how you are ultimately in control. And so for me, what it, it showed me during that time frame in my life, I was going, it was part of the time I was in the military and I decided, you know, I can't, I can't do this forever. I need to find something else. So when I read that book, it, it, it essentially enlightened me to the idea that I'm in complete control. I am in complete control of my life and it all started now. So everything I've done since I read that book has compounded slowly over time to, to where I am now. And by no means am I nowhere near the end of my journey, but I, now I know everything I do now is gonna be exponentially more impactful or greater, right? So it's a super powerful book. It's really about mindset, but once you get over a lot of these uh, uh, mental obstacles and hurdles, your, your business will begin to expand exponentially. Big time. I guess the analogy I look at it as is kind of like a, the snowball effect. Um, you start, you know, it takes you a while to like start building your, your, your snowball, but every single time you, you make a roll, you're adding to the pile, you're adding to the ball, right? And as you continue to push, obviously it gets more massive and more massive and more massive. So all the things that you're doing now, as long as, it's, especially if it's deliberate, all the deliberate actions you're taking down um, are getting you to your bigger end goal, which is, which is great. So yeah, so those are our top five books. Do uh, you want to hit on a couple of the honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Uh, Rich yeah. Babylon was there. Um, uh, the One Thing by Gary Keller was also another one. And then Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Those are another three honorable mentions. Do you have any other ones that we might have missed? Yeah, I had uh, the, the Monk Who Sold His Red Ferrari. Uh, that was the, the last honorable, honorable mention that I had on there. And then also Wealth Can't Wait. Um, I think that's a, that's a really, really good one as well. So, um, so yeah, those are the honorable mentions. Those are our top five picks that every single real estate investor or really just every entrepreneur period needs to read to become successful. Um, just like Mike said, Hey, every CEO reads a minimum of about 60 books um, a year. Now you don't have to actually read the hard copy book. A lot of people aren't really taking advantage advantage of the audio books, man. 
we we're on the road. Think about how much, how often you're on the road. You're on the road all the time. Dude, all you gotta do is pop in a pop in, not a tape, uh, your, your your app. Uh, get on your app and download a book, and you can be listening to the book on on your road. I, I crush like at least one book every two weeks. Just you know, literally just by by listening to it on the road. It's too easy. Um, so yeah, those are our top five books. Mike, you got any any last words? Nope, guys, get out there and take start taking action. Right, read just like Dan was talking about. You got Audible, Blinkist, Click It, Chirp. There's so many. <laughs> I don't even know the names of all of them. There's so many out there. Uh, there's literally no excuse. I don't care if you just Google summary highlight points, right? Books are books. You know, a lot of it is fluff just to kind of grab you in there. But you want you need to start taking away these key points and don't just read, apply. Okay, it does you no good to read and educate yourself if you're not going to take action. So go out there, start picking up some books, read it, apply it to your daily life now. Yeah, that's the major key, that action piece. I mean, we can read and we can read as much as we want to, but a lot of us get caught up in the analysis paralysis of, uh, of and they don't actually do anything. So we got all this information, go freaking take some action. Um, and with that, this is Dan Wynn. Mike Glaspie. Signing off.